jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Man, there is an October chill in the air! Is it crisp and autumnal? It sure is. Oh. The time approacheth. Did you get your pumpkin spice? Not yet. Nothing's pumpkin spice yet. No. Oh, let me tell you, I, I am deep in the the uh, lo- mm. spice world. I'm deep in the spice world. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I, am, I am. I am ginger and baby and scary and sporty and posh and I am. I have been as as all five of them. You know, channeling all five of them. We have been doing little busby berkeley uh, synchronized (laughs) swimming numbers but in halo top ice cream you know the shitty like light ice cream brands that they do right quote unquote ice cream but baby girl let me tell you the pumpkin pie limited edition pumpkin spice halo top ice cream is lit and legit and mama can't get enough i've been drowning my sorrows away so the pumpkin floodgates have opened i see (laughs) okay very grateful wow yeah Raging Rapids. Oh, yeah. How exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of the misogyny that goes hand in hand with people talking shit about pumpkin spice. I'm Thank you. It. I'm over it. It's like, oh, basic white girls with their Uggs. Like, who cares? Pumpkin spice, first of all, is delicious. How come sriracha and bacon are allowed to be lifestyle choices that are fucking cool and you have to have your t-shirt that says sriracha on it? Thank you! I use sriracha. You don't see me making it my personal fucking brand. Like, that's okay because those are things that interest men. But women are like, fuck yeah, it's pumpkin spice time. And we Mm -hmm. need to talk shit. Huh? Huh? And yet you're coming for us and our Uggs? Well, well, you and your Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphor- Some of us have metaphorical Uggs. Our That's me- fine. The Uggs of the heart. Thank you. And yes, there is just a sprinkling of nutmeg on those Uggs. And it's delicious. Well, I'm glad you said it. I've had enough. Yeah. Yes, companies have taken pumpkin spice too far. That's not my problem. Spam. Spam, cereal, everything. They're just trying to cash in. That's not my... Blame capitalism for that. Don't blame pumpkin spice and don't blame women. Yeah! Yeah! So there. Well, I... Now I'm all riled up. That's right, I'm all angry now. Oh, I'm pumped with rage. (laughs) Well, now you can be pumped with pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I... <laughs> that tried it just to, rolls yeah. off the tongue naturally. I tried to stop it, but it was the horse was already out of the barn. Anyway, um, well, 
something to enjoy. Let's phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. There we go. We, on our last episode, where we talked about uh, Manitou, do, do, oh. do, 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 Manitou. <laughs> um, anyway, man, hold on. My brain is just. Is it? It's perfectly <laughs> fine. I haven't I'm as coherent anything. as ever. I... <laughs> I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary today. No. Well, okay. On that episode, I threatened to make a playlist on Spotify. <gasps> did you do it? And I did it. And let me tell you, it's my life's work. It's a masterpiece. Really? Yes. I put it under the... Now, look. Our podcast gets uploaded to Spotify. Anthony... And I don't know how to do that. It's the computer does it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there, if you if you go on Spotify and search Gaylords of Darkness, you might get the podcast. But I created an account under the Gaylords of Darkness name. Oh. And there is a playlist on there called the K-Popping Block. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, it is fucking lit. It is like 75 songs oh i got all my girlies on there uh boy it wasn't so hard to pick out the songs really but to get a flow was very difficult it's a lot of music well that's the key curatorial work that goes into a playlist right is like you need to have an arc and a journey and you need to have the the highs and the low the peaks and the valleys yes so this is like it starts out kind of with the more retro flavored stuff uh then it moves into i think your more traditional k-pop sound like which is basically the red velvet section yeah into like dance into more chill dance into the chill stuff at the end so it's literally like four hours long oh i can't wait so okay mama moo for sure mama moo for sure red velvet um uh um Yubin. Yubin, of course. Boa. Yeah, Boa. Yeah, she's on there. Girls Generation. Oh, oh. Sunmi, who honestly, like I know I'm like I've got Mama Moo is my group. Sunmi is my soloist. So her Wonder Girls are on there. Brown Eyed Girls are on there. Uh, several tracks from my personal favorite album of the year, Taeyeon's INVU. Oh, look at this. Look at this gift that you have, that you have brought to the world. So like probably like one listener will try it, but you know what? That's enough because if I can introduce anybody out there to any of the songs on the list, then it's a win. Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. How do people access it? I don't know how to Spotify. I don't. You could probably go on Spotify and search for Gaylords of Darkness, I would think. And you, like I said, you, the podcast and this account are probably going to be listed separately. But all that's on our this new thing I just made is just this one playlist. So That's amazing. Yeah, man. So you can boot it up. Uh, jack into the system. Jack into the system. Log in to Destiny and find Stacy. <laughs> and <then> you can... <laughs> Yeah. You can have all your ponder dreams. That uh it's my masterpiece. I can die now and this will be what I left behind for mankind. A playlist. I love that. That's your that's your 
whatever it's called, that thing that we sent into space with the pictures of the people and the recordings and the videos on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The this is your that. golden records or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It, this is like I'm a Jehovah's Witness with this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this like, is your watchtower. This is template. my watch. I should have named it the watchtower. This is my watchtower. <laughs> and consider this knocking on everybody's door and asking if you've heard the good word about Sun May. <laughs> Have you heard the good word about Mama Moo? Uh-huh. Uh, so Pearl. <laughs> All right. Pearl. Everybody's talking about Pearl. Pearl. I saw it. Me too. I had a blast. Um, yeah. This movie is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I'll be the one to say it, Anthony. Oh, are, are, the, is she going to go Ma- there? I'm a maverick. You is she Degrassi? She goes there. I'm going to go there. Is that I will say, I loved things about it. Mia Goth, beyond reproach. Okay. Absolutely beyond reproach. The movie, as in the story, I say, uh, I feel like I've seen this a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It didn't really bring anything new for me in that regard. So I think I enjoyed the pieces more than I enjoyed the whole. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, And this has actually given me some stress because I feel like, am I broken? Because everyone's losing their minds. And I can agree. Mia Goth, man, say no more. (laughs) I mean, that's all you need to say. Is Mia Goth the greatest young actress of our time? Quite possibly. Do I watch? I mean, that fucking ten minute monologue without. I, as far as I could tell, I don't. I there might have been a cut, a couple cuts re- to get the reaction from the sister in law, but from what I remember, it was just an un- unceasing shot. She's incredible. The finale, the the end credits, which were it was like the call me by your name end credits we all deserve. <laughs> yeah, but full clown, like tragic clown brilliant watching this movie stacy i asked myself is she not just not only is she the greatest young actress of our time but i i i'm beginning to think that i think we might have somebody picking up the mantle of shelly duvall oh yeah i said that during suspiria you did she's i think i mean we knew going into this how great she is for sure uh i think a lot of people anybody who watched suspiria probably knows how great she is yeah and it's too bad that my first thought was like, boy, it feels like, you know, 30 years from now, assuming that humanity isn't huddled around campfires. But if things like the Academy Awards still happen, people will probably be saying like, how come she never got one? Oh. Like if you look at her body of work, you know what I mean? Like she'll end up being one of those actors. That could be proven wrong. She could get nominated for this. Who knows? She does such solid work in everything and is so fucking talented but because she's not doing like look at me i'm hillary clinton or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever biopic is coming out this week i can't wait for that movie (laughs) 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 like 
Yeah, it's like she's never gonna be in the movies that the Academy really loves. So yes, it's gonna have to be an off year. It's gonna have to be a Silence of the Lambs year. Yes, you know or she's a gonna be a, year. a Tony Collette. Yes, forever. I hope. I mean, well, I hope they both win Oscars, even though the Oscars are utterly meaningless and yeah, total yeah. clown show. But um, it would be very deserved. But listening to, I don't know, listening to, not just listening to her voice, but looking at her gestures, watching really that 10 minute monologue. I I was, I was having glimpses of Millie. I was having glimpses of, um, of, uh, Wendy Torrance sitting there smiling with the cigarette burning. And I was just like, I see a new Shelley Duvall and I can't believe this. I didn't, I hadn't seen that part of her before. So she absolutely incredible. Love that she executive produced the movie, that she co-wrote it with Ty West. I love that they're collaborating uh i think at the end of the day there was a part of my brain that i couldn't turn off because i was comparing it to the x and i think that's unfair it makes me want to go back and watch x again to see to pick up on threads that this movie was dropping yeah and just like to reassess pearl in x and to just watch little things knowing what i know of the backstory now etc etc but I just think as a standalone movie, I don't think this story was anything special. It Well, the, I think the thing was it felt like, like, I mean, I loved, you know, it was very like, uh, which is interesting because it was 1918, which I actually did really find it very lovely uh, and disturbing the parallels with that pandemic with now and how, how much they played into that and the masks and for a second I was like, oh no, is Pearl an anti-masker? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that would make perfect sense. But uh, it was 1918, and yet it still was kind of made in the style of, like, a Douglas Sirk, like, melodrama. Like, it was very kind of far from heaven, Todd Haynes. Yeah, it, that's the thing, is that it 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 felt like it was the 1950s, like, early 1950s. It felt like CinemaScope, like... Yeah, not 1918. Not 1918. At the earliest, it felt like it had, like, a Wizard of Oz quality to it. Which was... 39 something like that yeah so yeah that that kind of vocabulary got a little confused for me but i i did enjoy that um but i think as a whole it felt kind of like a and i'm probably i might go back and eat my words but experiencing and i do want to see it again but it felt like a special feature almost Mm -hmm. like a, a glorified special feature well let alone i mean a glorified special feature that features features use your words better but has one of the greatest performances i've seen in a while so. oh yeah i mean across the board the performances were fantastic the, her mother was incredible. Oh, that kitchen monologue yeah so i like that's the thing is i just i loved parts of it but then the entire thing just wasn't a very compelling tale i guess yeah yeah i feel that and it is kind of funny. I saw, I saw a comment. There was, I don't know, an article or something about the monologue. And there was a comment from, like, probably a horror bro or whatever who saw it and was like, I got really bored during the monologue. Like, I get it. You want to be famous and you're crazy. <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny because it's kind of true. Like, <laughs> It is also true. Someone someone that I, I really enjoy posted a, saw Pearl, it was really good. Some scenes were too long. <laughs> that was it. Like, uh, 
I don't know. So I think I was also really impressed with Tyler Bates's score. I was like, this is Tyler Bates? Who usually yeah. does like Rob Zombie shit. And yes! Ty West can make a movie, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not saying I didn't like it, et cetera, et cetera. But I just, I don't know. I think X had something about it that was really, I didn't know where it was going to go. And I mean, this is a prequel, so you kind of know where it's going to go. But even just in the getting there, it just felt like it went exactly where I thought it was going to go. Yeah, it followed a track. um, And yet it wasn't as, I I don't know, I thought, I I think I might have expected more Wizard of Oz, more technical, more insanity. It was insane, but I don't know. Um, But I think X for me had, and once, you know, comparison is violence, whatever. But (laughs) X had... um, there was a there was an underlying sincerity that I felt came through more. Uh, it was less distilled in X versus in Pearl, I think, because of that Douglas Sirk melodrama factor. That I feel like there was a sincerity in X that I didn't get as much in Pearl. I think it was in there, especially in the end and her sitting with her dead family. I mean, that was great, but um, I didn't I didn't cry hearing Britney Snow sing Landslide while watching Pearl put on makeup, you know, that, that didn't happen for me, but uh, I do say, I will say, I love that the movie exists. I love that it got made. I love that Mia Goth gets to star in this film and that people are loving it because that just means more bizarre, fucking insane new approaches to horror will continue to happen. Hopefully. Oh, and you know, I had the teaser spoiled before I went in, but I still stayed for it. Yeah. But let me tell you, I'm fucking ready for Maxine. Oh, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> like, first of all, what a good reminder of how fucking lit that song is. Oh, it's just one of the best, is it not? It really is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So I'm ready for that. But uh, what I'm just like, what is Maxine up to in 1985? And is Maxine killing people now? Like what? What if it's her happen? against her family, her crazy religious oh, family? Oh, they find her. Maybe. <sighs> or is using the obsession song? Does she have like a stalker <gasps> or something? Yeah, because I read it's 1985, and it's about it's that it's the VHS boom. Mm. So I'm I'm so curious. And you know, Ty West is gonna kill it. Oh, it's stylistically gonna be perfect. Oh, uh, well. Um. Oh, I guess that's it. Uh. Okay. Well. Well. <laughs> Stacy. With all of that said. Um. With that much said. Do you are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? No. No. Because you know why. What, Anthony? I can't believe you didn't remember i am so insulted what this is our anniversary episode (gasps) oh fuck i know that you (gasps) probably i mean i know you were distracted by the mama moo discussion but this is our anniversary episode oh my god four years four Four? (laughs) this is our fourth anniversary is it our puce anniversary puce yes (laughs) <laughs> the fourth is famously puce puce everyone knows uh yes this is our anniversary and i uh, you know i don't know we always before we record when we're like oh it's gonna be our anniversary we should do something special we always say we're going to 
And then we don't because we get lazy. So, I mean, here we are. Like, let's talk about Pearl. (laughs) (laughs) Which is perfectly valid. But then to just do the chopping block. So I think we should do something special for our fourth anniversary. Okay, well, listen, Stacey, as you pointed out, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Uh, not all of us went to Jared, like some people in the manor, uh, in, in marking our puce anniversary. So please, what, the floor is yours. What, sh- what do you want to do? I mean, I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm just bewildered. Well, I hope you're embarrassed. I am embarrassed and my face is hot. It's hot to the touch. <laughs> it's almost puce, I'll tell you. What? <laughs> it's kind of a purple, isn't it? It's kind of like a, a shitty purple. I feel puce is green, or am I thinking no. chartreuse because it rhymes? Oh, you know, I did love that song you wrote that you, <laughs> you rhymed chartreuse with puce. My chartreuse heart. <laughs> yes, is puce purple? Listeners, are armadillos pews? Are armadillos pews? Tell us. And were they in burnt offerings? <laughs> Message us at Gaylords at GaylordsDarkness.com and let us know. Well, I don't know. I think because you forgot, I think you should be tasked with coming up with something to do right now. Well, this is weird. This chair. Stacy, have you sat on this chair over here? On this, there's something in the. You know, cushions. I don't go to your side of the manor. It's well, I know weird. we have the we have the brick dust laid down to prevent that from happening, but there's. <laughs> Stacy, there's something in this couch cushion. I can't cross the line. You can't cross the line. There's no mirrors. <laughs> what is this? Stacy, Stacy, underneath this couch cushion, there's an award ceremony. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Stacy, there's envelopes and oh. spotlights and an interpretive dance sequence. Oh my God. What does this say? I can't read that. Do you have the the speculum? The ga- yeah. over there. That's the- <laughs> speculum. Oh wait, that's different. <laughs> no, I was thinking the magnifying glass that we call the speculum. Okay. Is well, speculum a four years? <laughs> it's, it's pews, people. <laughs> This says the gayies, but it can't actually be the gayies because that's so stupid. Nobody would write that. That's terrible. That's a stupid name for an awards show. That's real dumb. The gayies. Okay. The gayies. Gayies. Is it a, it's an, wait, is this an us awards show? Yes. This is the Gaylords of Darkness awards show. Oh my God. The, or the gayies as nobody calls it. <laughs> Briefcase lady's trying to make it happen. Briefcase woman. Wow. Excuse Thank me. You. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh. Okay. So here's the deal with the gays. Yeah. Oh, you're reading from the instructions. I'm reading for this one. Came with an instruction on the envelope. Okay. La la land. <laughs> no wait. There are categories, as you would expect in an awards show. Uh huh. We each have to give our nominees for the categories. Okay. So, okay. So it's like me versus you, I guess. If we have any nominees in common, that nominee is the winner. If we don't have any nominees in common, we have to do a chopping block express 
to determine the winner of the category. Because we don't know each other's nominees. Yeah, not when we just pull them out of my fucking couch. Yeah. Does that make sense? This makes sense. I'm following. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess we do envelope number one. So we're opening an envelope. We're going to find out the category. We name our nominees and then we chop off or not. Right. Okay. Wow. I'm really excited for those. Yeah. Oh, it's the first annual gays, people. (laughs) Happy anniversary, Gaylords of Darkness. Happy anniversary. She went to Jared. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stacey, what's that first envelope say? The first envelope says most hotties. (gasps) Most hotties. Which movie? Have we covered, all of these pertain to movies that we have talked about on Gaylords of Darkness. Oh, like ones we've reviewed. Ones we reviewed, yeah. Okay. Ones the episodes are name are about, you know, uh, whatever. So, which of those movies has the most hotties? Oh. <laughs> but that's so hard because, like, I feel like the one thing that is common across all of these films are we always zero in on the babes. We find the babes. Every movie has at least one babe in it, right? At least one. But which movie has the most collective hotties? Wow. Let's hear your nominees, Anthony. Well, if I was to just go off the top of my head. (laughs) Yeah, this is totally, none of this was planned. (laughs) I would say, um, okay, nominee one, I would say, I would look to, uh, Indonesia, and I would look to a film full of bugs, but also babes, called The Queen of Black Magic. Oh! But you know what? I'm also going to include in my nominees uh, a, a slasher that is just full, I mean, it's a camp slasher full of the hottest camp counselors you'll ever see. That's Friday the 13th Part 2. I mean, come on, it's basic math, people. Whoa! Those are great nominees. Yeah, thank you. What about you? Well, I almost was going to nominate Friday the 13th Part 2, but I thought there was maybe a technicality that we haven't, we talked about it in our live show, but does it count as an episode that we did? Technically, maybe, sure. (laughs) So I say it could go either way. Okay. So my nominees are one from this year. A little movie I'm surprised is it on your list. Pray. Oh, oh, oh! Full of hotties. Absolutely. Uh, nominee two. The Descent. Oh! Full of hotties. And Holly. And Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Nominee three. Three! Black Christmas, 1974. Oh, yeah. Right. Margot Kidder in a choker. 100%. Come on. So we have no nominees in common. Wow. Now, I say someone can capitulate if it's like, oh, yes, I should have said Friday. You're absolutely right. I totally brain farted, like... But otherwise, it's a spress off. <laughs> Which means we each ask each other one question. 
one question only and the winner wins. You might remember when we did have done the three inning, we had this shopping block is express, which then turned into Spress, which then turned into Spress Spress, and is now the Spress Off. <laughs> In case you were wondering. You know, do we do a Spress Off for this one? Or do I just say, you are correct, Prey has the hottest people ever depicted on film? Because I think I have to go that route. Okay. So it shall be. <gasps> Pray, congratulations, you have the most hotties out of every movie that we've talked about. Ever. Ever. Oh, I love it. Good for you, Pray. Oh, I love it. Unfortunately, Pray is not here to accept. Oh. They're she's gay. busy fighting Fancy Man. Busy fighting Fancy Man. This is fun. Can I open an envelope? Open an envelope, please. All right. Okay, let's see here. And the category nominee is <gasps> Stacy, it's best detective. <laughs> detective Columbo a... doesn't count. Oh, really? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you have? I have nominee number one is a little someone named Helen. In a little movie called Candyman. Ah, uh, ah! Uh. Because is she not a detective? She looks at microfiche. Does she? She does in my mind. <laughs> I think that's Clarice Starling, but yeah. <laughs> but she looks at newspapers and stuff, right? Yeah, she goes out to dinner with people and asks them questions. Yeah, she's a detective. Yeah, she is. Right. Okay. And my other nominee is that guy in Killer Workout who solves the crime. Oh, and then takes Ron out to a field to shoot her and then she kills him? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rhonda Johnson. Or should I say Valerie Johnson? (laughs) Who was to become the modeling world's newest young star, but suddenly couldn't get a job starring in a freak show. (laughs) Love him. I can't wait till your one woman theatrical production of Killer Workout. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Those are my nominees. Those are wonderful. So you uh, you have a real detective in your I do. nominee list. So mine are also are detectives of the heart, kind of like <laughs> Helen. I've nominated one Olivia McKenna from One uh. Dark Night. <laughs> I don't think she is a detective. I just think she, like, figures out how to stop her evil dad. Yeah. Well, then she counts. She's so fucking cool. People, her name is Olivia McKenna. It is literally the only character name, full name, that I have ever remembered from any movie we've ever watched. <laughs> so, That's she wins. Worth something. Yeah, she wins. <laughs> so, I nominated Olivia McKenna from One Dark Night, and then I nominated another detective of the heart, of my heart, because is she not sitting up at night counting the numbers of footsteps that she hears, and is she not figuring shit out? I nominated Sarah from Suspiria. Oh! Wow! Yeah. Oh, good one. You what know, here's what I remember about Olivia McKenna. Fingernails. Didn't she have fingernails? That's literally when I was like trying to summon any facts about her. I'm like, I know she had nails. <laughs> and I think they were blue or purple and they were really cool. 
I think the fact that you remember her full name and the moment the moment you said Olivia McKenna brought it all back to me. <laughs> right. It's all coming back to me. Just like that. So I say I like we have to give it to Olivia McKenna. Like who else is going to win a Gaylords of Darkness award except for Olivia McKenna of One Dark Night? Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I love Olivia McKenna, who now can put her on her on her name card her business cards which she has she can say detective olivia mckenna thank Thank you very much parentheses one dark night yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh this is fun this is fun okay next category is (laughs) best my my (laughs) ma'am broad category because who i mean is olivia mckenna a my my ma'am do you know what i mean is my my ma'am a feeling (laughs) my my ma'am is a a feeling in your heart well who are your nominees anthony let's hear your nominees you know i wish i could say i haven't had nominees proper plural i only have one we, you know, we, we love a My My Ma'am around these parts. And I, the, my, the My My Ma'ams of my brain are legion, but I felt like there's only one that I could even put forward to recognize. And that's the original My 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 Ma'am herself, the tea lady. Yeah, I mean, same. Thank like, you. Like what, I mean, come on, right? <laughs> the tea lady. This, this should have been a commemorative award, perhaps. Lifetime achievement. Yeah, a cup of tea in in memory because this perfect queen passed sadly in the last year, but um, she she wins all the lifetime achievement awards. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, good. So it uh, so it is done. Wow, this is like fun and also shockingly um, not yet fraught. <laughs> no, just like our show. Yeah, not yet fraught. Not That's what yet all fraught. the critics say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, best my, my, ma'am, tea lady. Thank you, tea lady. I'll pour one out for you. Um, Stacy, kind of venturing off of that. Uh, well, let me open the envelope first and see. Yes, <laughs> it turns out venturing off of that. <laughs> a my, my, ma'am, as you pointed out, what is the difference between a my, my, ma'am and just like a favorite fucking weirdo character that shows up? Or in this instance, best random character. The random characters are really the ones who steal my heart away every time. And you know, they're the ones that I want to portray. <laughs> Prostitute in police. <laughs> <laughs> yes prostituted police station oh just haul me away in handcuffs and she's screaming go fuck yourself go fuck yourselves <laughs> you don't know nothing <laughs> her or the one like at the in the mental asylum scene she's like in the corner eating her own hair <laughs> she's eating Lori's wig yeah <laughs> yeah like Oh God! I yes. so I mean, if I had my druthers, my nominee would be all of them. <laughs> but we cannot do this. We don't have the budget for that many gayies. So I came. I got two. Oh yeah. First nominee is 
it was hard to choose just one from this movie because the movie comprises nothing but random characters. <gasps> but this is the roller skating hiker. Oh. From Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Just those two words together. Roller skating hiker. <laughs> and she just... She just zips by. Oh, God, I love her so much. Her arm's out for sh- for balance as she's <laughs> going down a fucking roller skating in the fucking forest. That movie, I mean, I could have said Lady Painter. Oh, which is her name in the credits. Yeah, which she's got a, the baby in a sling and you don't know if it's her kid. It's just like, who is she? The Dale? Dale? Dale's mom? Oh, yeah. The wheelchair hiker oh. who goes over the side. Like, that movie is nothing but random characters. I love Don't Go in the Woods Alone yeah. so much. So much. So, roller skating hiker. And my second nominee, uh, I feel deserves this also, but is also one of my nemeses. And that is the fresh fennel in Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> That's the character. <laughs> many times have you woken up in the middle of the night like cold sweat eyes wide open thinking about the fresh fennel i because i know you have i need to call detective olivia mckenna and put her on the case to figure out (laughs) what the fuck is the deal with the fresh fennel (laughs) i've thought about it so much i wrote like one of my first columns for ruborg devils in the details was about the fucking fresh fennel and even that wasn't enough to completely work it out of my system and solve the mystery. Wow. That is a spectacular nominee. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I have nominated Ain't No Skin Off My Tits from Sleepaway Camp. When Angela is fleeing the scene and gets into a car driven by a... <laughs> woman yosemite sam who proceeds to say hell ain't no skin off my tits which is not a phrase anyone has ever said ever <sighs> except her that's the you know like when you hear a chain of words and you're like this is the only time i know this is the only time this chain of words has ever been uttered god bless her god bless her sleepaway camp too i should say um and then my second nominee, we do have overlap. Our Venn diagram is is one. Oh. Because I also cho- chose roller skating hiker from Tokyo <laughs> yes. <Into> the Woods. <laughs> she is an icon. I wish I could say I did. I also chose Fresh Fennel. <laughs> <laughs> but roller skating hiker is a mood. She's perplexing. She's very zen in that way. She's a lifestyle choice. She is. That's a worthy winner. Let's hear it for Roller Skating Hiker and Don't Go Into the Woods Alone. (laughs) Best random character. Okay, well. This next category. Let me tell you. It was really hard to pare down to one nominee only, but I did it. Best small business owner. (laughs) (laughs) My one and only nominee, of course, excuse me, Rhonda Johnson. Or should I say Valerie Johnson? (laughs) Thank you. 
Oh god, I love Rhonda Johnson so much. <laughs> so much. Is obviously this is the only nominee that I will put forward as well. Is there a cooler person in any movie ever made <laughs> than Rhonda Johnson? She's just so unpleasant. She really is. <laughs> The fact that she gets so unpleasant and yet somehow derives joy from that. And then at the end of the film, smiles before getting annoyed with the camera looking at her and therefore being made unpleasant by the sheer presence of the audience. Is just, that is the meta that Scream was going for. Thank you. (laughs) Listen, I'm not trying to, well, yes. Everybody, go subscribe to Rumorg, won't you? Or buy it on the stands or something, Rumorg. Listen, they give me a page every issue. And let me blather on for my column. But the first time I blathered on for that column was about Rhonda Johnson, okay? That was the that was the maiden voyage, was Rhonda Johnson? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because she's such an enigma. Like, she... <laughs> She starts a business, starts killing her own customers, gets pissy with the cops, and is like, listen, half of my clients are getting murdered, and the other half are canceling their memberships. And it's like, girl, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she produces problems. She creates problems of her own making. Like, she, she 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 is the definition of an enigma, right? You're absolutely right. Like, she, she changes her identity she she assumes the identity of her made-up twin sister (laughs) for no reason (laughs) no reason i don't know if that was a plot point that was dropped like no one ever like it would have made marginal like the smallest margin more sense if we knew that she had a twin sister yeah, like, we don't. If there was, in fact, a twin sister, or if the detective is trying to find out what happened to Valerie Johnson. But no, it's just Valerie Johnson got burnt up in a tanning <laughs> booth, changed her name to Rhonda Johnson, <laughs> and bought a bought an oversized paperclip from the novelty murder weapon store, or safety pen. Queen. She's so Queen. cool. I'm sorry. We have Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees... And Rhonda Johnson, as far as I'm concerned, okay? Rhonda Johnson scowled unpleasantly so that Ma, Esther, (laughs) Pearl, and all of them could um, also scowl unpleasantly. Scowl joyfully. Marsha Carr, what a fucking queen. That's the live show dream right there. (laughs) And speaking of, Stacey, our next category (laughs) envelope is best live show guests oh uh i'm gonna that's a tough one it's tough because you know we have so many live show guests in our mind right yeah you know gwen shamblin (laughs) um uh lisa (laughs) hockstein you know all you know paragons of feminism all of them but i would put forward now hear me out I would put forward one Adrian King and Amy Steele from Friday Thirteenth One and Two. I, you know what? I, you're right. You're right. Who else is there? I mean, literally, no one. That's but also true. <laughs> if we had 
say when we have another live show, I mean, well, if it's Marsha Carr, this will be tricky to say, but I don't think anyone could ever surpass Adrian and Amy. They were just so incredible. Next category. Yeah. Okay. There's a category near and dear to our heart places for sure. This category is best housewife of darkness. <laughs> now, what does that mean, you ask? Because you know that sometimes we have our little spin-off episodes of the real housewives of darkness. No, no, no. These are This category is about the women who are on Housewives, but who have also appeared in horror movies. There are several of them. Yes, there's more than a handful at this point. Yes. So, who is the best? Who's my nominee? Excuse me, do you have to ask? (laughs) While I love all of the women who are eligible for this prestigious award, I only have one nominee. And excuse me. Her name is Kyle Richards, okay? Oh. Why Kyle Richards? Not only because of her body of work, but because she is the woman who single-bangedly got me to see... <laughs> One bang. <laughs> got, got me to see Halloween bangs, okay? That is the power she holds. I said, bring her back. It's the only reason I'll go see it. And then they did. And so that was the only reason I watched it. And it's the only reason I can't wait to see the next one. And thank you to that kind listener who showed us that picture <gasps> on Twitter of her looking like the fifth fucking watchtower in the craft. Did you lose your fucking mind? I did. I said I knew she was a lesbian. I could not believe. Lindsay Wallace is a goth, you guys. She's holding a tarot card. She has a crystal ball. Yes. <laughs> like... I know the movie. We know it's going to be a piece of shit. I'm going to be so mad. They're going to kill her. I'm, we're going to be so upset. It's going to be kill, bury your gaze all over again. I'm going to be so mad. But you're telling me she's dressed as a fortune teller? I know. It's, it's, not, it's not a cowboy hat and a fringe jacket, but it's the next best thing. God damn it. Thank you, dear listener, for sharing that. I literally lost my mind and then really felt a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I made a noise. You know, and to that end, my 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 nominee is also Kyle Richards. Thank you. I'm Obviously, I would want to also, you know, I, I said, well, do I also nominate Eileen? Because House by, House by Sorority Row, House on Sorority Row is great. Uh, and Eileen Davidson is the one sane person to ever be featured on Real Housewives <laughs> yeah. of any franchise. Yeah. And I love her and she is a hard fucking worker. But when it comes to like sheer horror output and just legend status and those bangs, Lindsay Wallace is gay, y'all. It's Kyle Richards. You know, I was talking to my mom about how much I didn't, I don't want to go see the next one, but I have to because of Lindsay. And I was like, I know they're going to kill her in the first five minutes and I'm going to be so mad. And my mother said, you know what they should do? It's Lindsay should be the final girl and they should kill Lori. <gasps> and I said, mother, what a brilliant idea. <laughs> right? It would be incredible. It would. These men would never do they it. Would never, ever do it. Okay, I'm telling Danny McBride, Jason Blum, David Gordon Green. If you all are brave enough 
I will eat all of my work. I will wash my mouth out with soap. I will, I will, I will be the one person at the Academy just screaming for all the nominations for you. Yeah. If that happens. Yeah. Could you imagine Kyle Richards dressed as a fortune teller killing Michael Myers? Oh my God. With a bag of bricks. Yes. She was there with her brick at Stonewall. <laughs> she was. She was there with her brick in Haddonfield. <laughs> Lindsay and her brick. Okay. Lindsay and her brick. It'll never happen. Michael and Lori are going to die at the same time holding hands. Yeah, and they'll kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in michaelmyers.com. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, God bless a queen. Congratulations, Kyle Richards, best housewife of darkness. Uh, to that end, we have another housewives category here, nominee. <laughs> this is best housewife of real housewives of darkness <laughs> so this is where's best housewife of darkness was only the housewives that have been in horror films best housewife of real housewives of darkness i i'm i'm assuming is only dealing with the best housewife in general from franchises that we have reviewed on real housewives of darkness that's right which means what? Salt Lake Potomac. Miami. Miami. And that's it, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is really tough because those are the three best franchises. Exactly. I have five nominees. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> this was really hard. Wow. Okay. This was really hard. Well, two, one, two, of the nominee, two of the nominees are a set. And I think you'll understand. You'll know why and who. But obviously... Giselle and Robin. Yeah. I love Giselle and Robin. As we said on our most recent episode of On Real Housewives of Darkness, they are the best friends of any franchise. I love them so much. Green-Eyed Bandits. Team Green-Eyed Bandits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my other nominees, just because I just think she is the mother of humanity, <laughs> is Alexia <laughs> from Miami. Because I love Alexia. She has been through it. She is stunning. She is grace. She's perfection. Um, I also, I just because, because she single-handedly transformed Real Housewives of Miami into the L word, the continuation of the L word that I've always wanted, I did nominate Julia because she's just <laughs> so fucking weird. But then I said, but really, Anthony, are you ignoring the true MVP of any franchise ever? You know, the, the reason for the season, Madonna's fucking witch that Madonna went to in the 80s and early 90s, Mama Elsa from Miami. Yeah. So those are mine. Give them all the awards. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? How can we choose? Right? <laughs> choose how can we choose a queen amongst queens i decided to really be strict because otherwise i would just nominate everybody like i did so i felt that the singular housewife that is the correct answer is giselle from potomac ah because she's messy she we talked about it on our last episode she's just like perfect housewife however She's not my nominee. <gasps> my nominee is the only woman 
who could get me to switch my lifelong political affiliation. (laughs) She's all in, baby. I'm all in, baby. Let's make the gayies great again. Oh, wow. With my nominee, Lisa Hoxton. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I know that when we did the last episode of Real Housewives of Darkness, I said, move over, Lisa Hoxton. Janet Roach is here. And when I was editing that episode, I said, what? Were you drunk? Stacy? excuse me. What? I love Janet. I love Janet. You don't want to bang Janet just yet, do you? No. Hoxstein, you know what? <laughs> Listen. I love that it's Lisa. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm genuinely like surprised. What is this spell this woman has over me? I don't understand. Anyway, that's my nominee. Okay. You know, while I don't agree, um, or while I do, excuse me, while I do agree that we should not pit these women against each other, I think we might have a spress off on our hands, Stacey. I think it's time for a spress off because I realize that my nominee is a very personal choice. <laughs> and a <laughs> spress off. Spress off. Here we go. So we're, for this, we, we chew, we, we, pose one question to each other yeah do we i don't think we get a wig you don't get a wig you don't get a category you don't get nothing but a question and maybe your head chopped off right you get one question that is just flung at you yeah and then what whoever gets right chooses or their nominee wins right yeah okay all right all right (gasps) Stacey, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. This is a hard one. Joey Tomato's family restaurant (laughs) serves what kind of cuisine? Italian? Ding, 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 ding! (laughs) Oh! Okay. Okay. Um, Well, MAGA's really close to winning. Your question, Anthony. I think you'll get this. According to this movie, if you squeeze someone's head hard enough, their eye will shoot out. Oh! Oh, wait, I know this, but nothing is in my brain. (laughs) If you squeeze someone's head hard enough, their eye will shoot. This wasn't in Pearl, was it? No. You're dead now. Oh, no! I'm afraid that is a little movie called Friday the 13th Part 3. God damn it! Yes! Yes! Well, well, well! Oh, no! (laughs) It seems we have a winner. I'm not going to contest these results because I don't want to ask for another January 6th. I'll be storming my own house. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to break into your own bedroom. Stacey, you can just open the door. Congratulations, Lisa Hawks team. (laughs) (laughs) Best housewife of Real Housewives of Darkness. Yes. (laughs) 
our next category right is a lifetime achievement type of category oh no nominees it's called the denise richards commemorative plate <laughs> because we haven't done valentine yet <laughs> surely she would have at least been nominated for best housewife of darkness absolutely we would have had two richardses up there that's right but uh as the award plainly states we haven't done valentine yet no maybe one day we will yeah so all we can do now is give her a commemorative plate from the danbury mint I assume. Yeah, absolutely. There's a certificate of authenticity and everything. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to include that in the package. Yeah, it has a briefcase woman's face is airbrushed on it. <laughs> it's really, it's honestly stunning. So, congratulations, <laughs> Denise Richards. <laughs> congratulations, Denise. We know you've been waiting for this recognition. Love her. Stacy. this next envelope uh, looks like it might be something that you're into. Um, oh, my. The, the category, the nominee category is Best K-Pop Band. Oh! oh that's not! Wow. How fitting on a feminist queer horror podcast. Right, yeah, that's what I, that's what everyone said. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say I didn't even have to come up with a second nominee because who else is there except Mama Moo? There's only Mama Moo. I mean, in the world of K-pop, there is a litany of queens whose praises we can't sing enough. Exactly. But best K-pop band? Best group. Mama Moo. Thank you. I hope people partake in the K-popping block. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. There's a lot of good music on there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to load it up after this as soon as I figure out how to Google Spotify. Well, there you go. Yeah. Congratulations, Mama Moo. Congratulations, Mama Moo. <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay, now we're getting back to the horror movies. Oh, those. Yeah, this next category. And remember, these are movies only that we have covered on the show. I guess we just did like five categories of <laughs> women we like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Well, people know what to expect of us by now, I guess. Absolutely. Or at least that's my excuse. Uh, okay, next category, best J horror. Ooh, Japanese horror, best one. Ah, toughy. This is hard because they're all perfect. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that aren't great, I love, or like I have such an experience watching. Wow. Okay. I tried to be not objective, but like to think about like the best film versus if this was favorite j-horror might be different than what do i think is the best film that we've covered oh so you so you chose x cross is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) no so my two nominees pulse and godzilla oh i didn't even think of godzilla look at me i was here madam modernity over here (laughs) those are great I, I, okay, yeah, those also two depressing, bleak films, which is honestly something that J-Horror does very well, and I'm sure has nothing to do with the cultural setting of which these films, uh, from which these films arise. I also nominated Pulse, Mm. because that movie is 
utterly terrifying. So sad, so bleak, and so good. I did not have my smart goggles on and did not nominate Godzilla. Uh, my second nominee was Fatal Frame. Oh, yeah. That was like my, do I put it on the list movie? Do you know I, what I, mean? I guess it does beg the question, is it the truly the best versus how much joy does it bring me? But it is very masterfully made. Um, yes. Maria Sato, I mean, I absolutely would consider her a master of horror. Um, I agree. Well, thank you. <laughs> but i think i think we have a winner and that winner is pulse and she has already disappeared and left a black mark on the wall yeah oh she's so yeah. good at that yeah that's what <laughs> she kind of does don't well, mind her jumping um j- just slightly over into another envelope in a, a slightly similar category but a different country altogether Stacy, this next category is best K horror, aka best Korean horror. This this category for me, I'll say, this one and one other category were the two that were the the sophiest of choices. These was tough to choose, you know. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Temporarily broke me. <laughs> Sophiest of choices. I have not enough people say that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, maybe it'll catch on. Who did you nominate? I nominated. Now this one I realized was not a Gaysterpiece Theater choice. This was a regular episode of Gaylords of Darkness, and therefore I nominated The Handmaiden. <gasps> oh, fucking masterpiece of a movie yes it is i think about that movie so often ah those women ah what those a movie. bells so the handmaiden a tale of two sisters and parasite oh well i chose one of those films for my nominees i definitely threw in a tale of two sisters i didn't have the high power perception to (laughs) to even consider parasite or the handmaiden um because i i went to what what movie when i think k-horror what movie just like hit me like 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 just like Lindsay wallace with the bag of bricks what hit me over the head with the bag of bricks and really that was the wailing the wailing was the was the fatal frame of this where it was like on the list off the list on the list off the list because what a movie i mean four perfect movies on these nominee lists right here so does that mean the winner is a tale of two sisters that means the winner is a tale of two sisters oh congratulate well deserved Mm-hmm. all right this next category was my other sophie's choice yeah best found footage you know that we are i mean i don't did we say aficionados we just around stately gaylord's manor in this house we stand found footage okay i think we're cucks we're found footage cucks (laughs) we will sit there and watch it (laughs) forever yeah we've talked about it plenty of times on this show uh how we will watch any quality found footage even if it's terrible 
doesn't matter. Honestly, Stacey, like, I also just have to say I really appreciate that about you because it is hard to find that in this genre and in this fandom. Because uh, so many people shit on found footage. Or, like, they'll say, oh, there's, like, two good ones. But it's, like, I, I don't know what it is in my brain. I just, I will watch. And I don't do this with any other movie. You and Jason can testify that I don't just watch whatever movie. But if it's found footage, I will watch it regardless of what I know or what it is or the quality or any of that. Same. So what are your nominees? <sighs> well, obviously... Area 47 with the dinosaurs in the, <laughs> in, the, in the alien Area 51. Um, no, I, I, my my girl, you know, my number one of my all time number ones. It's the Blair Witch Project. How could I not? It's the Blair Witch Project. It's Heather fucking Donahue. And when we did our episode on it, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie, but when we did our episode on it, watched it again, obviously, and it still gets me. It's terrifying. It's still so good. I have said this for the last 20 years, that that is the only movie I cannot watch alone. When I've reviewed this for the show, I could not watch it alone. I had to... When I wanted to watch it like five years ago, I had to book it at the Hollywood so I knew other people would be there so that I would not be alone to watch. I love this movie. It's perfect. It has Mary Brown. <laughs> like a horse. Like a horse. There's long hair. <laughs> Another. Oh my God. I didn't even nominate her. That's. I mean, that's a testament to Tea Lady that I didn't even think of Mary Brown because I. Yeah. But, she, now, see, she would be a my, my, ma'am. Yes, versus a random character. Versus a random character. That's See, it's a feeling in your heart. It's a state of mind. And Mary Brown's got it. Oh, that's weird. Oh, oh that's weird. <laughs> She's a ballerina. So I, I absolutely... Blair Witch Project is top of my list. I did have another nominee in this, Neroy the Curse. Because that one just scared me more than... I think the most I've been scared since the Blair Witch Project was Neroy the Curse. It just ruined me as a movie. Well, as I said, this was the other tough choice for me. So I had three nominees. Obviously, the fourth kind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should have a an <laughs> Actress Mila Jovovich award for Actress yeah. Mila Jovovich yeah. <laughs> for that movie. <laughs> No, uh, I know. Of course, Blair Witch Project. How could you not? Yeah. Of course, Noroy. How could you not? Yeah. And then, but I had to also nominate Incantation. Thank you. Thank you. I almost did. Because I fucking loved that movie. That movie messed me up real bad. It felt, fam it did familiar things. And it also did, it did stuff that I've never seen in found footage. And I loved it. One of my favorite movies of the last five years. So those were my three nominees. It's a great list. What was it? Ho ho si ma ha he. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna think about it. Not gonna think about it. So does okay? Is the winner Blair Witch and the Roy? I think they both win because it's found footage, and it's like probably your favorite genre. One of my favorite genres. It's a an honorary genre of Gaylords of Darkness. Yes. They all win. Yes. And we all win as viewers. Thank you. 
I feel like a winner right now. Yeah! <laughs> well, I'd like to thank Heather Donahue and that poor, perfect psychic girl that gets <laughs> eaten by psychic silver snakes or whatever awful thing happens to her. And the poor actress who gets away. I say it's canon that she lives and survives and is absolutely fine at the end of Neroy. And yeah, she's, had, she's a painter in Sedona. Thank you very much! She took over the business for Sally when Sally decided to become a, a Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Next nominee, Stacey. Going, continuing down the, the genre theme, but looking at other genres that we've looked at on the show before. Best non-horror horror. Oh, wow. I loved non-horror horror month. It, it was it was distressing as well say yeah disturbing movies that aren't horror so many those films fucked me up so much more the act of watching them fucked me up so much more than many of the films that we've watched on this show many more more so than many quote unquote horror films i guess i guess of the two that really stuck with me because two really floated to the top they're also good, but the two that really just hit me were also based in real life. Because is there anything more horrifying than being alive on this planet? <laughs> and those two were Gimme Shelter and Roar. Yeah. I only nominated one. I think I feel like I suggested a lot of the movies that we did. Yes, you did. But I only nominated one because I had seen all of them. And the so I was like, which one affected me the most still gets me. And I probably should have added Roar. I'll say that. Because Roar is such a, oh my God, that movie. It's just a mess. <laughs> oh, what a mess. Uh, but my nominee was Gimme Shelter. Because it is just such an incredible slice of history. It's horrifying. Somebody it's gets so tense. Somebody gets murdered. It's so tense. It is one of the tensest movies I've ever seen. And it's a documentary. So I will forever sing the praises of Gimme Shelter. I think we have a winner. Congratulations, uh, naked hippie in Gimme Shelter. <laughs> oh, God. Just having the time of her life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we also had another uh, event month, week, month time as they are often known yeah as time really has no meaning here in the manner uh but we went through a period during the pandemic early pandemic summer first summer yes pandemic yes when we didn't know it would last forever yeah uh best disaster movie i loved disaster july Oh, it was so... I loved... And it went for like two months, right? <laughs> it was still Disaster <laughs> yeah. July. Yeah. Best disaster movie. Well, I couldn't not nominate The Swarm because it is such a bloated mess of a movie with an unbelievable cast. Just the idea of Olivia Haviland having to scream about bees. <laughs> that's all i'd really need and that's before somebody starts hallucinating a giant bee like oh Oh, i forgot about that yeah oh man the swarm is really something where they're like i know let's kill the bees by setting the 
the Gulf of Mexico on fire. <laughs> I mean, I, have we learned anything except that 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 is exactly what we would do in real life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my other nominee, because another, I mean, oh boy, what a cast, is Earthquake. <laughs> because you have Ava Gardner. Yes. Day drunk in a caftan. You have Victoria Principal of Television's Dallas with that incredible perm she's sporting. She has like almost a full on afro, doesn't she? Yeah. And then you have Marjo Gortner. Was I, I not was... supposed to nominate the movie with Marjo Gortner? I knew it was coming. We all know Stacy's love for Marjo Gortner. <laughs> That's right. So those are my nominees. I love both of those movies. They're so much fun. Olivia de Havilland screaming about bees. <laughs> Stacy has a type. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. Turn ons. <laughs> we saw Oxdean. And Olivia de Havilland screaming about bees. <laughs> And while she's not attracted to Marjo Gortner, she might as well be. (laughs) Might as well be. No one can explain it. Uh, I, okay. I only nominated one and we do have overlap. Um, I, I really wanted to not also nominate just because I loved the experience of watching it so much. And I loved Gloria Swanson and now back alive, Karen Black in it so much. Airport 1975 is incredible, but it did not make my list. I just have to shout it out because it's perfect. Yeah. Earthquake, baby. It's Earthquake. It's what other disaster movie stars Charlton Heston and then fucking kills him because he deserves it. Right? (laughs) Ava Gardner kicking a thing in the morning and screaming, God damn it. It's just, damn it. Oh, it's just so good. It's also one of the rare shockingly rare disaster movies that is like pretty full of non-stop disasters all the way through it is so violent it's nuts is people get killed and taken out left and right in that movie everybody's like there's a cast of 30 fucking people they're all being murdered throughout the entire film <laughs> during during the entirety of which walter matthau is just getting drunk it's a perfect movie. How did we? I haven't mentioned George Kennedy. This earthquake has George <laughs> Kennedy and Margot Gardner and Victoria Principal and Ava Gardner. Like, of course, why have I not stitched it to myself? It's this is a good question. Where where you're not wearing your other half currently? <laughs> That's right. Earthquake is a perfect movie. It really is. I I am disgusted that I would even say a movie starring Charlton Heston is a perfect movie. But man, look no further than Earthquake. It is the it is the ultimate disaster movie. It I think it is. And I well, and I think now we have de- we have declared through the gays that this is the best disaster movie. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> another another. Uh, uh spell we've we've occasionally fallen under in our watches in our in our um marathoning of films another one that actually we we need to do again pretty soon probably stacy this envelope says best threening watch 
Ah. And we've done two three innings, and they're a week long. So what? We had like fucking two thousand movies to choose from. Yeah, because it's a seven day week. The three inning and the re three inning. We did marathons. We did an episode every single day of a part three of a horror movie franchise. And we opened up uh, donations. Yeah. That listeners could donate money. And you guys were so incredible donating so much money. $16,000, over $16,000 was raised by Gaylord's listeners alone. <laughs> like, just because we were watching terrible movies <laughs> yeah and good ones there were great ones too so my nominees for best three inning watch the exorcist three. Oh, you forgot the exorcist three i was looking at it with a different lens but yes i did no i was looking at the list as i did C- please continue the floor is yours and my other nominee is friday the 13th part three Oh! One of my favorite Fridays. So, I'm going to tell you right now, baby, we got espresso off on our hands. Because while you chose the correct answers, <laughs> these are, those are in fact the best movies that we've watched in the three inning. Right? Like, Exorcist 3 might be one of, I mean, one of the best movies we've watched in general. Mm-hmm. I'm curious why you didn't nominate it. Because I'm dumb, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> I went with like for me the spirit of the three inning is like going insane. Ah. You know, it's 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 like what happens at the 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 eleventh hour of the sleepover when the birds are still like birds have started singing that's blue out you are you are drunk on sugar everyone should be asleep but you have all lost your minds and for me that's the joy of the three innings so while while I I must have seen Exorcist three on that list and I did see Friday Thirteenth Part three and that's as we all know my favorite of the Fridays for some reason. My brain just said, what were the ones, what were the watches that brought you the most joy? Because they were just so stupid or were the most fun to talk about. So I went with Blade Trinity and Scream 3. Oh my, what? (laughs) Because two movies that I literally, before the three, this is so funny that this worked out this way, but because before the three inning, I had seen those movies and I said, fuck those movies. They are useless. I'm never watching them again. But then I had so much fun watching them for the three and talking about it with you that it literally shifted the, the neural neuron, the, the neural pathways of my brain. Wow. And made me love Blade Trinity and Scream 3. I did love Blade Trinity. I remember going into that episode and being like, I loved it. And you were very surprised. Yeah, and I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you made such a good case that I decided I love Blade Trinity. And well, and Scream 3 has Carrie Fisher, so I have to vote for well, that you regardless. Yeah. You'll have to turn in your Bib Fortuna costume if you don't. <laughs> my, with my little Twi'lek tentacles hanging off of it. <laughs> which I do own three of. Um you know, I, I could just capitulate, but I think we've got a spress off on our hands. Okay, let's spress it up. Okay. Baby. All right.
All right. I'll ask you first. Okay. I will tell you I'm looking for a movie title. Okay. What, what movie am I? What movie? Okay. Oh, is that, that's the question and now I just answer? <laughs> <laughs> Name a movie. Okay, here we go. Oh, let me just answer my cell phone. Oh, no, wait, it's a plant. Uh... <laughs> what? It's a plant? Wait, my, my phone is a plant. Answer... Oh, the ruins. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, that was at 11 seconds. Shit. I'm dead. We'll see how magnanimous I am after my results. Okay. Okay. Well, my severed head is going to ask you this question then. Okay, Stacy. Clary Starling, FBI, <laughs> finds naughty Polaroids in the beloved jewelry box of which Buffalo Bill victim? Oh. Oh. Uh, Stacy is her friend. Um, fuck. What's her, Belinda? No. <laughs> fuck. What's her name? I can picture her face. I find it's always best to just imagine Clarice Starling screaming the name. And usually it comes. I can, I'm only seeing her in that diner going, Stacy. <laughs> because that's my name. We so. know her friend's name. We know her friend's name. I can see her picture. I can see her picture. And you can see her dresses with the little diamonds cut out. I can see her dresses with the diamonds cut out. Understand. She calls and she says, he's making a woman you suit. He's making a woman suit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's, oh God, it's like right there. You're at 55 seconds. Keep I know, trying. I know, but. Oh, I'm standing up. <laughs> Well, and Thomas Harris, as a writer, comes up with the weirdest fucking names for people. Oh, God. It's right there. <laughs> Just tell me when. I know. <laughs> I know. Now, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that big dummy. I can feel why do I know Stacy's lines? <laughs> well, maybe because you're a nepotist and she has your name. Is that nepotism? No. Nematism. Narcissist? Could be. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Uh, oh. Oh my god. Oh. I like want you to tell me, but I don't want you to tell me because it literally is like right there. What if I gave you her initials? Oh my god. I can picture her dead body. Starts with an F. First name. Frederica Bimble! Yes! Oh, it, only it. Took, it only took two, two minutes and 13 seconds and a hint. <laughs> but you got it. I got it, though! I knew it was in there. Frederica Bimble. Frederica it was in Bimble. <laughs> well, we're both dead. So I guess everybody wins. Everyone wins. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the case that we are dead, you know, I have to capitulate. I, I Exorcist 3, I think, just wins by default, right? I think you were surprised by how good it was. I was very surprised. I've always, people always said, you'll be surprised by how good it is. And I said, yeah, I'll believe it when I say And then I said, listen, everyone, you'll be surprised by how good it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, that's your call. 
Actually, no, it doesn't make sense that I make a call on which one wins, because I'm dead. <laughs> well, if you're capitulating, though. But, okay, well then, yeah. Or they all win. I don't care. Well, I'll give you this. It, my, my winner, my revisionist winner, would be to nominate Exorcist 3 to then match with you. However, Friday 13th and Exorcist 3 are both perfect films. Thank you very much. Okay. I don't think that answered anything, but okay. No. We should move along before, I mean, is anybody even listening anymore? Are you anymore? still listening? No one's listening. <laughs> this is just, this is like, we're Siskel and Ebert, Statler and Waldorf, like, <laughs> we're up in the balcony, fucking going off for like three hours, and we look down and the theater is empty the whole time. Honestly, I could easily live at the end of the world with you just trying to remember <laughs> Sansa and Lamb's characters' names. <laughs> I would I would want nothing else. Sitting in Martin! <laughs> you know what? That reminds me. I wanted to give what's her face? Brooke at no, not Brooke Adams. Brooke what's Brooke her name? Smith. Brooke Smith, I wanted to give her a fucking shout out. I know that she came up when you asked me about Senator Martin, but her performance as Catherine Martin is so good. Like, oh. she is in a hole in the ground the whole time, practically. And yet, can you hear American Girl from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and not immediately think of Catherine Martin? After all, it was a great big world. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Oh. Make it last, make it last all night. Like, like she did so <laughs> much. <laughs> she did so much with so, like that is the kind of part that is really difficult. She yep. went through so many emotions when she was down in the pit. I, just when she was still angry at the end. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't hurt my dog. Don't make me hurt your dog. Like. She's incredible. When Clarice leaves, uh, this is a really tricky thing to to balance and to to do as an actor. I think what she does, but when Clarice, when when you are the damsel in distress, which I mean, she you know that's that's essentially what she is in terms of the story. She is Persephone waiting to be saved from the underworld. Clarice Starling comes in. You you should think, oh yay, she's saved. Clarice leaves to go find Bill. Jim Gum, and then she screams at the heroine who we love. She calls her a fucking bitch. Don't you leave me, you bitch, you fucking bitch. It's amazing. It's a little bit of humor, but it's also like really terrifying and what the audience is screaming about her. And then you're like, oh yeah, Clarice Starling is still a fucking rookie. She doesn't even have her ID yet. Like, And she's alone in that house. She's alone in that house and she's going to make that mistake of like not waiting for backup or whatever. You know, like it's just such a fucking incredible movie. Silence of the Lambs is so fucking goddamn good. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for shouting out Brooke Smith as Catherine Mark. Catherine Mark! <laughs> yes! She was an American girl. That's, that's right. And she gets precious at the end. Yes. I love that. And then maybe at the maybe Catherine Martin goes off and she begins a business with therapy dogs. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Back to, uh, back to, whatever, next category. The future. Back to the future. Another stunt that we did was when we had a month or a Gaylord's month. It's like a dog year. Gaylord's month. (laughs) Great value slasher. Best great value slasher. Oh. Man, I love great value slashers. Love slashers. I'm excited to find which ones you consider the best gray value. Because there this is also like the three inning, right? We had some some peaks and some valleys. Oh yeah. But honestly, the valleys were most of the fun. Exactly. So I split my nominees into a peak and a different kind of peak. I think I did the same. I have nominee number one. My bloody Valentine, mm-hmm. which is totally, it's a varsity player, right? Like I call it great value. I think we called it the greatest value slasher. It is <laughs> just barely off the mark of being one of the big boys, right? Yup. Harry Warden is an icon. And my other nominee, are you kidding? Was I not going to nominate Killer Workout? Oh! <laughs> Like, please. <laughs> that deserves a commemorative plate. A com- <laughs> it deserves a commemorative pin. Excuse me. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, a commemorative safety pin. Mm-hmm. Commemorative oversized novelty safety pin. Yeah. I wanted to nominate Don't Go in the Woods Alone, but I thought to myself, is it even a movie? <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> it's it's more of a it's more of a 40 ride experience. It's an experience, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I I did nominate Don't Go Into the Woods Alone <laughs> because I said, is it even a movie? <laughs> I, I said, does it matter? I love it. And then man, how did Killer Workout not make my list? It should be on there. Well. Maybe I thought, well, you know, Rhonda Johnson's already won Best Small Business Owner of the Year. <laughs> but, you know, I absolutely did nominate My Bloody Valentine because it's, yeah. it's you just don't get better than that. It's because she's Canadian perfection. That's right. <laughs> like Lisa Hochstein. Yeah, thank you very much. It's like Lisa Hochstein of slasher movies. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's my pull quote. My Bloody Valentine is the Lisa Hochstein of slasher movies. You're correct. We love her. She's stunning. She's beautiful. She might have voted for Trump. (laughs) Even though she's Canadian. (laughs) Stacey, this next envelope is... The wording is a little strange here. It's best quill. Best quill. Best quill. As in best sequel or prequel. We don't give a fuck best quill just give us give us bring forth your quills and we will choose one or two or you know however many overlap uh for me i i actually had to nominate three i had to nominate a a a movie that has already won an award here at the gays has already won a gay um (laughs) prey oh it didn't have a number in it so i forgot about it (laughs) it has a different title that's how they get you see they didn't consider this when they were thinking like how do we make a movie with the best native representation ever put on film they they did they forgot like oh wait but how will people know we're a sequel or a prequel how will people know we're a quill is i totally spaced on it 
There you go. Well, luckily they already won most hotties, right? But yeah. So I absolutely have Prey on my list. Uh, and then I, because I really do think it is the best sequel, slasher sequel, I have Friday the 13th Part 3, mm. which I forgot we watched for the three thing, apparently. And then, I mean, put this up against Prey and my brain just explodes because I don't know how I'm supposed to choose. Has there ever been a better prequel besides Prey than Orphan First Kill? I forgot that too, because it didn't have a number, even though first <laughs> is kind of a number. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, I'm excited to hear the numbers in your nominees. Well, look, we're both dumb. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Clearly. Because I totally spaced on both of those movies. Huh. Well, mine are sequels. Uh, the Exorcist 3. Oh, oopsie. My brain. Because, <laughs> because it's a really good movie. I love it. And the other one, which I also love for a lot of reasons, is a little something called Psycho 2. Oh! Oh! How did I spit? How? That is definitively the best sequel. I've been having, I've uh, been wanting to watch it again. I know we did an episode not that long ago, although it could have been. Who knows? What is time? You know, I've been wanting to watch Psycho 2 as well. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because you didn't ask. But. It queer horror we did psycho last month and it was incredible i i forgot how like you, the thing about psycho 2 is you feel you feel that a sequel to psycho is going to be a dip in quality right but honestly the, the psycho i mean it's masterpiece but it's i mean it's just made by hitchcock but it's it's like his trashy popular horror film you know it's not anything compared to his other films I and mean, it's brilliant but it's it's still a little trashy it's a little horror uh, Psycho 2 is a perfect sequel, but what I loved about Psycho 2, or Psycho, watching it this time, is seeing the sheer extent to which I thought there must have been a narrative leap in in doing what they did with Vera Miles' character in Psycho 2. But watching Psycho 1, Vera Miles is, it, it's fully believed, she, the Karen energy seeping off of this woman who, yes, <laughs> who is trying to find her sister who has been murdered, I mean, she doesn't know that yet, but like, the sheer Karen energy dripping off of her, you watch that movie and you say, it makes perfect sense that she would do what she does in Psycho 2. And I loved it. It made me love it even more. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to watch Psycho again with those eyeballs. Yeah, watch. Yeah, I say do a double feature. A triple feature, because Psycho 3 is great too. Well, it looks like we have ourselves another espresso. It looks like we do. Oh, how exciting. Four movies. Which movie will win? The gay-y. It's <laughs> the question on everybody's lips and mind. <laughs> okay, here we go. In Japan, she's known as Sadako. But in the American remake series, this telepathic video artist is known by what first and last names? You fuck. Samara... Samara Bimmel. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. <laughs> Morgan! Yes! 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 I'll allow it. You were past time, but I spoke, so I will allow it. The winner, the answer is Samara Morgan. Congratulations. Whoa, where did I pull that one out of? Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> 
Thank you, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I'm Hillary! <laughs> look at me! Look at me! <laughs> Your turn, Anthony. Oh, fuck. Answer me this. This 1973 film about an old house filled with tiny evil creatures was remade into a Katie Holmes vehicle in 2010. Fuck! It's called... I know the name! It's called the... It's called the... It's... Oh, It's called the... Uh, what? What? Don't be afraid of the dark. Well, you were past time. <laughs> Twelve seconds. <laughs> but you got it. No, but I was past time and you did not speak like I did over yours. Oh. But I made a joke and it seemed as if I wasn't going to get it. They all win. Yay! <laughs> they all win. However, your choices are actually best sequels. <laughs> but I forgot about yours, so... Well, I might have nominated them. You know, I think it is safe to say that the best sequels are Exorcist 3 and Psycho 2. Oh, but this is best quill. Best quill. But if we were to split them up, I would. it, it is also true the best prequels are Orphan First Kill and Prey. I agree. So they are all winners. They are all winners. And Friday the 13th, we love you. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. This category is very dear to my heart for some reason. This is the Joey Tomatoes commemorative splat. There you go. And it's for one of the special guest stars that uh, appear on our show from time to time. There are some recurring guest stars. Like Joey Tomatoes. Somebody said he's dead, but is that true? I don't know. I think we have the technology. We can rebuild him, if so. <laughs> That's true. He could just be hiding out after a bad health inspector visit. Yeah, he hasn't been seen for a while. Nobody's really been seen for a while, except for Clary Starling is always on the show. She's always got something <laughs> that she's screaming. Yeah. So my nominee for this, I only had one, and that is one Penny Marshall. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Director extraordinaire, actress to a lesser degree, Penny Marshall... Rest in peace, Queen. She brought us a league of their own and Jumpin' Jack Flash. <laughs> Never mind her commentary on Galos of Darkness. I think those two movies alone are enough to earn her a spot. <laughs> she's perfection. It's incredible that she's ever been on our little podcast. I the fact the fact that like we have such a legendary filmmaker who just always shows up on her show or like when she feels like it because she's in the afterlife but the fact that she is dead and still continues to show up on the show is just so giving of her it really is so i mean obviously the winner of the joey tomatoes commemorative i also love that it's not tomatoes it's tomatoes commemorative splat (laughs) has to be penny marshall has to be penny marshall i will say i did also nominate stacy's uterus (laughs) it showed up in one episode a long time ago what it did i remember there was a moment where (laughs) something happened in a movie and like it it was so embarrassing to you or something that like you said your uterus flew away (laughs) and then i remember the episode it went (laughs) (laughs) so i did also nominate stacy's uterus i was wondering where it went (laughs) 
up in the it's up there it's in the up. Cloud, up with Penny Marshall. Yeah, in the cloud. Hanging out. Wow. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Well, thank you. On behalf of my uterus, thank you. <laughs> envelope is uh, look at this movies we want to do another episode on oh hey and you know i have to say my i I nominated three but two are a pair because two of them you spoke to this at the top of the show or the top of the ceremony uh two of them we did in a live show and so we haven't really discussed these movies, and I would love to talk about them again, talking about the movies specifically. That's Friday the 13th, 1 and 2. Uh, my other nominee is I Murders. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it was so long ago. It was like early days of the show. It was when we were doing double episodes. I just, I feel that I would how much has that movie evolved and how much has have I evolved as a viewer? We have probably evolved together and we can learn from each other with the second viewing. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. It's always interesting to revisit films, even if it's a masterpiece like I murders to revisit it. And it is a film. I mean, that's the appropriate it's word. It's a film. What it, is. The, it is why cinema was invented. Yes. Excuse me. Velvet 50. Scorsese himself, he said Pearl was terrifying and I Murders is a work of cinema. That's right. <laughs> he was like, I, there was a lesbian in it, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want to watch I Murders. Right? <laughs> okay, well, that's my answer. I Murders. <laughs> um, also, I said Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh, because yeah. Because I feel like that's a movie that is one of those that you'll get something different from it every time you watch it yeah depending on where you are and we watched it really early in the pandemic and talked about it and it was the perfect time for it literally like as lockdown was beginning and what a what a mindset to be in to watch that movie the movie perfectly captures that feeling of like liminal space that we were all in yes um so i just think that movie is one that will always be interesting to go back and talk about so i would do another episode on that oh i would do that any day and i murders and then i also said the handmaiden and fatal frame because i just i just want to watch them again i well to be fair i did also list knock knock because it's perfect (laughs) And yeah. and Lorenza Izzo and Ana de Armas are fucking killing it right now. They really are. Look at our girls all grown up. Are, oh. And now they're like making legit art. Like, just like they were in Knock Knock. So, I just love them. Mm-hmm. A movie that um, I thought about putting on the list, but I didn't. But it's one of those, and I think I've talked to you about this, Anthony, off the air. But I know it's coming. Speaking of Lorenza Izzo. I know that there's going to be another viewing of the Green Inferno in my future. I feel it. <laughs> it's like a cold coming on. You know, when we used to get colds before we all wore masks and we're like, oh my God, I haven't had a cold or the flu in like two years. But like right. when you would go to a convention or you'd go fly on a plane or whatever. And then there'd be that that moment where something shifts in like your nasal cavity and you're like, oh, fuck. 
I'm getting a cold. And you're like, you try to convince yourself. You're like, no, it was just because I choked on my water. That's what, that's what's, that's what I'm feeling weird in my throat. I don't need to go buy Zycam. Oh God, should I buy Zycam? So that's where I am with the green inferno. <laughs> it's, 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 it's in my nasal cavity. It's, I know it's coming. I can just feel it. I know it's coming. So why not force you to watch it also? I would join you. <laughs> <laughs> I would join you. I think about that movie often. I, I think about them putting the weed in the corpse, the the indigenous people eating the corpse, and then them all laughing because they're high. And then the other guy getting diarrhea. <laughs> if Lorenza Izzo was not in that movie, I don't think I ever would. I might have, when I was having my cannibal cinema urges, I might have given in and watched it. But I would have left it in the dust, I'm sure. I would never even consider a rewatch. Oh, absolutely. But Lorenzo Izzo, come on. I have, my eyes work. Thank you. <laughs> Love her. She's great on Hacks. Are you guys watching Hacks? Oh, she's so good. Next category. Right? Did they yes. have something win? They all win. Okay, next category. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were doing this. I think technically I Murders wins, but all of them will be rewatched. I don't know what. Here's a here's this is called interactivity. Listeners, if you are into commenting places, whatever, leave a comment. What movie have we covered that you would like to hear us cover again? Yeah. Just just out of curiosity. Oh, I love that. Please do tell. Yeah. Well, this next category, good question. I have to say, this is the What the Fuck Were We Thinking Award. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, harks back to a gentler, yet more insane time in the history of Gaylords of Darkness, a.k.a. the early days, where we did marathon sessions to prepare for this fucking show. Oh. Let's, instead of just like, oh, we should do an episode on Friday the 13th part two, we would be like, let's do an episode on Friday the 13th, which means the entire franchise plus the entire run of the television show, plus the video game, plus the comics, plus the novels. (laughs) And we were like, yeah, okay, see us and see you next week. We'll do it. Which is nuts. It's insane. What the fuck were we thinking? There wasn't, that wasn't even during the pandemic. I mean, I say it's just self-care that we are the way we are now. Like, because we also used to do, like, we did those marathons, but then we also, every episode was also a double feature where we would try to tie movies in thematically, like what goes together. And then we were like, why are we doing this? We can just do one movie. Yeah. Imagine that. It's not like us to just make poor choices on our own. No, never. <laughs> so never. You, your your choices, your poor choices are <laughs> my nominees for what the fuck were we thinking? Child's play. Because we did seven movies? <laughs> yeah. Seven movies. And we decided to talk about them all and I like the also PS that our show is just as long now, even though we only talk about one movie, as it was when we talked about seven movies. Right. There's something, that says something, but I'm not sure what. We're breathy. We're, bre- <laughs> We're breathy. We're breathy queens. Yeah. Child's Play, and then Hill House. Oh! Is the other one, because we watched The Haunting, 
the other haunting, and then that whole f- stupid fucking show, the haunting of Hill House, <laughs> to prepare. We talked yeah. all things Hill House. Those are my nominees. They're exhausting. I will say, Child's Play, at least those movies are like all fun. Yeah, at least it was all different and Chucky and Tiffany and, like, it was gay and, you know. Yeah, seven of them, though, is bonkers. That's a movie at night. And when we're recording weekly, I mean, that doesn't even allow time for a full week, so you had to double up at one point. Uh, So I did choose one. Uh, we do have overlap. The other nominee that I chose was the Ringu series. Remember when we watched every Ringu movie for no reason and all of them were bad? <laughs> I mean, I still do. I still love Ringu Zero Birthday. Absolutely. I, I love that movie. But oh, all the other like there was like four movies that were just like terrible. Um, Even though I still love Sadako and I still I, I continue to watch those movies. I bought the box set after that for some reason, just because I love Sadako. Um, but our overlap, baby, the haunting, 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 <laughs> what the fuck? Because only one of those things is good. And it's the haunting in 1963, eight, three. Well, look who's changed their tune. Cause well, when I first saw it, I said, I liked the Mike Flanagan's. Well, well. But then you know what I did, Stacy? I read Shirley Jackson. A little thing called the pandemic happened. And then I started, I I found out about these things called books. (laughs) And then I read as much Shirley Jackson. That's not true. I still have several of her books that I haven't read, but I read a lot of Shirley Jackson. And I just said, exactly what, what you said in that episode. I think you were, you were saying, how dare he, Mike Flanagan, take this woman's words and, and turn it into whatever fucking thing he did with it. Give her words that she fought so hard for and just literally give them to a man to have them come out of the man's mouth. While country music plays? There is no fucking reason why that character on the show couldn't have been a woman. Yep. There's no reason. There's no reason. There was another woman on the show named Shirley, and she was the head of the siblings. But she was the oldest sister. Why wasn't it her? Why wasn't it her story? Like just the audacity. I the ghost that the tall ghost that floats still scares me. I still enjoy the flapper, even though I know you hate her so much. (laughs) (laughs) Little little gay baby Tanya Harding as little gay baby Theo was great. Theo becoming straight, like, ha- like even though she's gay, like, like uh, kissing her sister's husband or whatever for no reason. Like, what was any of that? Mm. There's just so many things. That's when I should have looked at the Mike Flanagan's and I should have said, something is off. But now I have reached a point. I have reached enough emotional maturity that I can recognize this. But And don't even get me started on the Captain Zeta-Jones <laughs> movie. <laughs> so i think the winner is hands down the haunting of hill housening because what the fuck were we thinking that was just too much even if it was really great it would still be too much work well to that end stacy our next nominee category in this here envelope is very related this is the preparation t that's t for torture award for worst watch 
And I'm going to tell you right now, we, I mean, we've had a couple stinkers. We've had more than a couple stinkers. Some of them, I feel that, you know, a, a, most of us, most of them, we've been able to derive some amount of joy from. But there is one that I really am still mad about. Oh, really? Yeah, because something that, I don't, I think this was maybe one of the times we got the most excited. And the payoff was just not anywhere near anything I expected. There was no payoff whatsoever. Instead, there was only Johnny Galecki. My choice, my only nominee that I put forward for the Preparation T Torture Award for Worst Watch is Rings. Yeah, that was bad. It was real bad. Well, I would rather watch Rings than either of the things on my list (gasps) of nominees. One is Hill House because I just hated that show and I hate The Haunting 99 so much (laughs) that it was torture. But the other one is truly out of all the movies we've done. I think this movie is my nemesis movie. (gasps) I just, I don't even know if I actually hate it, but I just see the name and I just, I feel I want to beat it up. Flames? Is it flames? Flames on the side of my face. It's a little movie called Prom Night 3. <laughs> I love how much you hate her. Fuck Benny Supaloni <laughs> forever. Fuck Prom Night 3. I hate Prom Night 3. I hate it so much. I, I love how much. This, this truly is your nemesis. It really incites anger in me. The fact that it exists. I think if it was just on it, if it was called Schmom Schmite 3, whatever, if it wasn't related to Prom Night and it was just, you know what I mean? Like, I think I would still be like, that stunk. I did not like that. But the fact that they follow up Prom Night 2 with this? (laughs) Bullshit version? When they follow up the perfect, iconic, beautiful, cunt of a prom queen, (laughs) Mary Lou Maloney in Prom Night 2, they follow it up with, like, what even is she in Prom Night 3? She's just a joyful gal who loves to joke. She just loves to goof. Remember when she turns herself into a news reporter on the television? God. I have to focus my attention elsewhere. Well, I think you have to focus your attention on the Spress Off. Spress Off. It's time, baby. I I believe you are first up to ask. Oh, okay. Well, I think you'll get this one. This one's easy. Okay. Easy, breezy, and beautiful. Oh, is she a cover girl, though? She might be. I don't know. Okay. Okay. She fought the blob and she fought Tracy Gold in the 1996 made-for-TV film Face of Evil. (laughs) Who is she? She is fucking cool and she is Shawnee Smith. Yeah, she is. Ding, ding, ding. Hell yeah. Love Shawnee Smith. Yeah. I wonder if she would do a live show with us. I bet I interviewed her once. She cool? On the phone. Yeah, she's real cool. I love her. It was when one of the saws came out. I don't know which one. Oh yeah, because she was the villain for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Congratulations. To you. To me. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I guess it also wanted to be Shawnee Smith. Um, uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Whoa, what is happening in my brain? I don't know. You're shutting down. Something, at my, yeah, I'm like, my blood sugar is like dropping. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, question, 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 question. Okay, I found one. Uh, okay. Now, this is real hard. Question is, most gay couples online after 2 a.m. are looking for a third. But the three witches in the craft are looking for a what? Huh? A fourth? Ding, ding, ding! Congratulations! Okay. Well, we both won. Well, you know what? I will capitulate because I hate Prom Night 3 so much that I don't want it to win anything. (laughs) You don't even want it recognized as the worst one. No! I want it erased from history. (laughs) Thank you. So rings it is! Rings it is! And then the other one, we don't even know what it is because it's never existed to begin with. That's right. Thank you. Wow. Our next category is on the opposite end of the enjoyment spectrum. (laughs) Uh, This is best first watch. What is something you watched for the first time for this show that it was the best? I have, I feel like there is a structural inequality here in that (laughs) most of these movies have been first watches for me because as a film programmer, I have seen nothing. And I don't, there are very few first watches I feel for you. Yeah, I had a hard time. And also looking at the the list, uh, I also couldn't remember some of them because some movies also are like, you'll watch it like incantation for example it was Mm. like i watched it and then i was like we gotta you have to watch it anthony we have to and then it was like okay we'll do an episode and then we'll watch it again so i didn't watch it for the first time for the show but in my mind the time folds on each other and so there were a bunch of those also yeah 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 so but yeah i had a hard time kind of finding things i think i'm interested to hear yours i chose two movies that really have stuck with me uh, for different reasons. One, I, I mean, of all of these films that you have educated me, because that's what you've done with this show. You've educated, you've taught me <laughs> to appreciate masterpieces. Um, one that really stuck with me and that I still love, that I'm screening this Halloween, I'm saying, well, this Halloween month, Daughters of Darkness. Mm. Changed my life. It's a perfect movie. It's got the, it's a sexy movie. It's got the best soundtrack ever love daughters of darkness um and then on the similar but not route kathy's curse oh yeah it really it really changed the way i see things you know yeah it really it really changed the way i understand um old women falling downstairs in slow motion or wait was that kathy's curse no that was the manitou Kathy's Cursed is when the medium goes outside and then face plants in the snow. Yeah. No, but doesn't that lady fall down the stairs in the basement? No, that was uh, the child. That's the child. What was Kathy's Curse? (laughs) Kathy's Curse is the one that was my best first watch. Yeah, Kathy's Curse and Daughters of Darkness. And I do know what happens in some of them. But (laughs) (laughs) what are yours? Um, I 
think this was a watch specifically for the show. I think we talked about it. I think uh, I think I might have mentioned it, and then we decided to do it. And that movie is Fatal Frame. Oh, 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 which I hadn't seen until we did an episode on it. Which is crazy because I love the Fatal Frame video game series, love Japanese horror movies. So you'd think I would have seen it, but no. But boy, oh boy. Had you known that there was a film before we watched it? I knew there was a film, but I didn't have any idea like what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just knew it existed. You didn't know it was one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Also, to be fair, that movie has not been released here in the United States. Yeah, it's free on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. I found a DVD, but it's like a Malaysian DVD or something. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so it's really hard to find. So that's far and away, I think, my number one. Um, also, I loved Race with the Devil. Oh, yeah. Which I hadn't seen until we did an episode on it. You thought it was a different movie, didn't you? I keep thinking it's Ride with the Devil. Yeah. But it's not. It's Race with the Devil. So those two for sure. And also I thought Power of the Dog, which was a regular Gaylords episode. Oh man, that movie is perfect. So there you go. Those are my nominees. But I guess we have to stress off. Well, do we? Do we though? Do we? Because I think, I think I might have to capitulate and I might have to remember that because like you said, this journey of memory as we, as we, navigate the memory palace and looking at these nominees i forgot that fatal frame was the first watch time watch for me too and that movie uh, that movie got multiple that was one of the few movies to get multiple nominations for me on here and it's perfect i love it i think about it a lot it made it onto my last uh, two shocktobers ago yeah when a bunch of people when everybody submitted their top tens or top 20s or whatever that made my list and we had only just seen it and i felt confident putting it on my list of like favorite movies yeah top faves right yeah yeah i mean and uh, between all these movies i think that on both of our lists that's the shared first watch for both of us and the impact it had on us and it made it into the necronomologues as one of our top queer horror films so let's hear it for best first watch. Mari Asato's Fatal Frame. Thank you, Fatal Frame. Once again, you can't, if you haven't seen that for whatever reason, you can watch it on YouTube for free. It's in stunning quality too. It's very, uh, it's a gorgeous movie. Next, uh, wait, you, me, you. Yeah, do this I is do you. You do next. Oh my God, we're so close. <laughs> my brain is breaking. Uh, but our ceremony is almost wrapping up because now we are approaching the top four categories. Stacy, this next category is best episode title. <laughs> we have uh, almost, what, 200 episodes out there? I mean, they're not all Gaylord's Darkness episodes, but we have a slew of episodes with the dumbest, funniest, weirdest titles that have nothing to do with anything, any movie we're talking about. And so this was hard. I had to pick like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, as I'm sure people have figured out, I always, when I'm editing, if a little piece of something that one of us says grabs me, that becomes the episode title. Yes. And so 
they don't describe the movie at all. And also if you just, I mean, it's a category on the chopping block. Like if you throw out an episode title, I'm not going to be able to tell you what movie we talked about. Cause uh, what? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I know it probably makes it a pain for people when they want to find things, but you know what? It's too late to change now. You can't, what could you imagine being like episode 257 saw? No. I, I have five, but I'm going to try to narrow it down right now. Well, just give five. Who cares? It's our, This is the award. It's like the Oscars. It's like, does this need to be four hours? No, but we're here. But it can be. Yeah. And we have the airtime. You're right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I chose these. They just cracked me up. Cracked me up. <laughs> so uh, this is actually the least like an episode title of ours, but... As just a straight up sentence that was said in our episode on Mother of Tears, how could I not go with at least the string in the butt was interesting? Because <laughs> it sums up the movie. I also could not resist Ruth's Chris Dracula. <laughs> so stupid. Which is short for Ruth's Chris Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's, Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. We also have. Laser Egg Vault. <laughs> I have no idea what that's about. That might be, that might have been around the time we were doing like The Handmaiden in those movies. I have no idea which oh one that was gosh. from. It was uh, deep into the eggs, though. It was deep into the eggs. We had a big egg phase and we also yeah. had um, a pickle phase. <laughs> yeah. So how could I also not choose Pickle May West? <laughs> which... When it comes down to it, might be my very favorite because I love Pickle May West. <laughs> uh, but then I also could not not include Strictly Strode. Oh yeah. So those are those are my five. I think if I had to choose like a top three, it would be well two or three. It would be, yeah, Strictly Strode, Laser Egg Vault, and Pickle May West. Oh. Oh, I love that. I'm glad you said what movie because I have no idea. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have three nominees. These tickled me as I was perusing. Uh, this one, because I'm like, I don't know how this could have been a sentence that some that someone uttered, but why are these not beans? <laughs> <laughs> Which is for the descent part two. What? Yeah. No idea what that was all about. Uh, this one really made me laugh for some reason. This is from our Ghosts of Mars episode, which was called Oliver Twist Hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was because Joanna, Joanna Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah, that was her hair. <laughs> yeah. And this one... Um, I decided to go with one that that kind of says Gaylords to me, which could have been Waterside Fisting. <laughs> uh, but this one instead, Mayonnaise Daddy. <laughs> 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 which was for the Towering Inferno, so it must have been about Paul Newman. Oh, yeah! Because he puts his face on everything and he's a daddy. Yeah, Mayonnaise Daddy. <laughs> so... There you go. Those are my nominees. I think we have a spress off on our hands. We have a spress off. <laughs> I think I ask you first this time. I think you do. 
And so I am going to give you the title of a giallo film. You tell me if it's a real giallo or a giallo that I made up. <gasps> okay. And the title is Naked Girl Killed in the Park. Fuck. I mean, Italians are twisted enough that could... I'm going to say true, real. Yes, dig, dig, dig. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's um telling. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, Do I? Uh, <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your question? This is a multiple choice answer. Oh, okay. So I'll ask you the question. And I'll, well, no, I'll, I'll read what I have written for you. How about that? Okay. This has to do also with episode title, Stacey. Oh, no. Your question is, Gaylord's episode 91, Macabre May, reviews which of the following films? A, Inferno, B, Hereditary, C, Neroy the Curse, or D, How to Make an American Quilt starring Winona Ryder? <laughs> That's Neroy. Ding, 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 ding. I know that because I almost put it on my list. It's a good one. So big ding, ding, ding. Does everybody win? I guess... How could we pick one of these? Yeah, they all win. They all are perfect. They're all perfect. All of our daughters are beautiful. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Next category. We are so close to the end, you guys. Just hang in there a little while Just longer. a little bit longer. We're almost <laughs> Just like there. another two or three hours. Yeah, that's all. Okay, this category I'm so excited about. I'm so excited about. <laughs> Best... Wig! <laughs> How can we not? How can we not? We talk about wigs all the time. I say, is there anyone to nominate? Did anybody wear a wig? <laughs> <laughs> it was the, all their real hair, wasn't it? was it? all their real hair, yeah. <laughs> no, lots of wigs. You know we love a wig in Stately Gaylord's Manor. Mm-hmm. Now, I have one nominee for this. Okay. Oh, do tell. And I'll just say it. This wig is the one worn by Rhonda Johnson (laughs) in a movie called Killer Workout. (gasps) Yes, small business queen. Why? Because her wig was so good that it fooled everybody through the whole movie. (laughs) Not just you. Not just me. It was not... A case of an actress wearing a wig that we can see. It was a case of a character wearing a wig and no one could tell until the scene where she takes it off. And then it's so obviously a wig. So, you know, she wasn't wearing a wig through the whole movie. It's just, oh, God. The wig is in fact a wig. The wig is a wig. The wig points to the wigness of the wig. I just, we so rarely do we get characters in wigs. You know what I mean? Yes! You get Dr. Kimberly Shaw on television's Melrose Place. (laughs) I know I've mentioned it before. I don't think Anthony's ever seen it. But what a cultural moment where she removed her wig and revealed the Frankenstein-style scar hidden beneath. Wow. Well, she was in a car accident, you see, and they thought she was dead, but then she came back. Okay. 
But what we didn't know is that she had that wig on because she had that big scar on her head and it made her turn evil. Like the like whatever happened in her brain what? because of the car accident. Yeah, she got real evil. Like she went totally psychotic and like blew up the Melrose Place apartment complex. What? Yes. And so you had no idea that this was happening. She was back from the accident. Yay. Kimberly's back. What a great thing. But she's acting a little weird. And then she goes in the bathroom and she's like, oh, she has a headache splitting headache oh god blah, blah. and then she grabs the wig from the front and peels it off <laughs> and she just has like a light dusting of hair and this huge frankenstein scar on her head and that's where the episode ended and i was like what <laughs> what and then she flipped out oh, oh god ah <laughs> oh, marcia cross Yes, of television's Desperate Housewives. Oh, I was going to say. That's right. So, anyway. Not to be confused with Marsha Carr, who wore your nominee for Best Wig. That's right. All the Marshas in all the best wigs. Let me tell you. A Marsha and a wig. Oh, man. I Well, I think you just made a case, one, for us to do a Melrose spin-off <laughs> series. <laughs> Gaylords of Melrose Place. Oh, I've wanted that forever. Uh, because I did not know that a a, a bewigged doctor with, who's suffered a psychotic split uh, blows up the building. <laughs> <laughs> and that's before Lisa Rinna shows up. Fuck off! I am signed up! Like, that's amazing! I think case point number two that you have successfully argued, uh, Chief Prosecutress, excuse me, Prosecutrix, is that I was going to put forth as my nominee Laurie Strode's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2, which ironically enough, we have never reviewed as a movie on the show. (laughs) We've talked about it. But we've never reviewed Halloween 2. However, I felt because it is such a stand, uh, a standby, such a milestone, not milestone, such a t- touchstone of the chopping block and of the show in general, and the saga of wigs on this show, that it deserved to be nominated. Absolutely. Does she deserve to be nominated? Yes. However, will I capitulate and say, I believe the winner fully because the wigness of the wig, because the owner of the wig I mean, Rhonda Johnson is cleaning house. The purpose of the wig. The purpose of the wig. The wig tricked even the detective. Was it not for this Valerie Johnson name in the background that, I mean, she should have chose more wisely to switch from. He would have been fooled by that wig, too. So I would say that is, in fact, the best wig. Oh, I love it. I love to hear it. (laughs) I really do. The more awards we can uh, bestow on Rhonda Johnson the better. Oh, for well, and it saves us a little more time to be alive before she murders us for <laughs> yeah. enjoying her. Yeah. There she is! There's Rhonda! Go! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stacy. okay, I know people in power listen to this, right? Oh, you know, sure. Emperors, dictators, high priests, <laughs> yeah. actors, um, Jason Blum. But I if the action figure people are listening, oh, listen, listen, this is, everyone would want this because you've already made a great Elvira action figure. You've made a Stevie Wayne action figure that we were just talking about the other day and whether or not we purchase it. I need a Ron, a we, the world proper needs a Rhonda Johnson figure. It does. It could, can't you see it? 
It could have a little wig that comes off. Yes! With a little piece of Velcro so you could stick it on. And then underneath (laughs) she has the cantaloupe head. Yeah. You could take off her outfit and it's all cantaloupe skin. Yeah. But then she has the workout attire. Or you could switch her outfits and she could have the beautiful gold jazzy jumper number that she wears at the end. Oh my god. She comes with a safety pin. She comes with an adding machine. She (laughs) comes with a business plan, a filing cabinet. That just the wig alone. She could have two wigs because she. There's also the times when she puts it in a ponytail and puts on her headband. Yes. So you could have two wigs. Yes. Action figure people. The the woman has won multiple awards today. (laughs) Exactly the award winning film Killer Workout. Give her an action figure. Oh my god. We need to start a toy company. <laughs> Just to make the wrong Just to make that. Action figure. Oh my god. Wow. Okay, we are in the top two, baby. Yeah. Listeners, your suffering is almost over. Because we are <laughs> at, open up the envelope, gayest film. Oh, wow. This is a challenge because as everyone knows, all films under the gay lord's eyes are gay (laughs) it's true so every film is gay i'm fascinated to hear what you think because there's like are what what films are actually the gayest versus what films feel the gayest or are gayest to us yeah this was really challenging and so i had to really narrow it down to three that are very close to my heart and i also feel are pinnacles of queer horror whatever that is and are profoundly gay I nominated a little movie you might not have heard of called Suspiria. I nominated another movie you might not have heard of called Fatal Frame. And I would be remiss if I had not nominated Knife Plus Heart. Mm. Between those three, I couldn't even choose one. So those are my nominees. My nominees. Same thing. It's like, do you do do the, the movie that feels gay? The movie that is gay? Are they the same thing? Huh? Mm hmm. So, rings. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Fatal Frame. Such a, I mean, it's, well. Oh, Fatal Frame. The Wall of Girls. Miss Mary's fucking shrine. My God, Fatal Frame is so fucking good. It's so good. Suspiria. Uh, also, The Handmaiden. Yeah. Because... A movie in which two women scissor each other, I feel I must nominate. Because I'm a pervert! (laughs) Yeah, because you're a total bro. And I had to go with a fourth. Because I could not neglect the cultural milestone of Memento Mori. (gasps) Oh! Um, Which, it's just super gay. Super perfect. I love Memento Mori. Thank you. There you go. Well, I mean... We've got overlap. I would be happy with all of them. I was going to say, we definitely have two that are right there, but all of these films are so important in the saga of, like, gayness and horror and gay horror and queer horror. I agree. But to to have to choose one... That's a Sophie's choice that I choose not to make. Oh, there you go. They all win they'll win yay beautiful congratulations on your gay ease 
Well, Anthony, here we are. The final category. Oh, wow, the crowning moment. And this is not so much a category as it is a another commemorative award. Oh, I thought you were going to say tote. <laughs> I love a commemorative tote. <laughs> and this is the prestigious Golden Briefcase Award. Oh, look at her glittering. That only Gaylords of Darkness can uh, bestow upon one film. And you probably know what that film is. It is the one that broke our brains. It is the one we've done uh, four episodes on. (laughs) Yup. It is the one uh, that was our first anniversary episode we dedicated to it. And that is, of course, Suspiria. Oh. Isn't it so... I mean, is there anyone more deserving? No. Because she is a person, Suspiria. Yeah. Is there anyone more deserving? Also, just like looking back at four years of the show, which by the way, what the fuck? I know. But looking back at four years of the show, how funny it is. Like, you know how, like, I don't know, the other day, like I was, I, I made a new show recently and part of me was like, are you kidding me? I'm still working with these themes and these visual things. Like, do I ever grow? Does a person ever really grow as a person? Do we ever grow as artists? Blah, blah, blah. But how funny that, like, our first episode was about Suspiria and Halloween, what would ultimately become Halloween Bangs. And four years later, like, one is the villain and the other is the heroine. But four years (laughs) later, we're still talking about both of them. (laughs) Oh, that's bad, right? No, I think it's just, it's we're consistent. We are, we are who we are. We're stagnant. Or we know what we like. Like Harriet the Spy. I know what I like and it's tomato. Oh. Okay. Hmm. I think it's a good thing. Okay. But how funny that who knew, who would have thought that we we had set the whole trajectory for the show in in that first episode talking about two movie trailers. The episode that wasn't even going to be an episode. No, it was a test to see how we got along because it was the first time we ever spoke to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, yeah, that was literally just a test, a proof of concept to see if it worked. I don't actually think people know that, do they? I don't know. Some people might know. But yeah, Anthony and I had literally not spoken to each other out loud. We'd emailed, obviously, but not even a lot. Yeah, I was just a Final Girl fan who, like, yeah, I reached out to you about, like, showing some of your shorts at Queer Horror, and we just, like, talked on the internet every now and then. And then I was going to, I was like, I should do a podcast for Final Girl, but I don't want to do it by myself. I need a partner. Who would be great? Anthony would be great. Email to Anthony. Do you want to do a podcast with me? Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. And then there was like, I don't know how many months of figuring out what the show would be, what we were going to call it. Literally like 40 emails in that thread. Yeah. Of like getting it to come together. And then just, uh, okay, well, let's, like, let's go online together and, like, talk to each other. And, like, fingers crossed we... Because I've met people that you only know online, and it can be weird sometimes. It's, like, awkward, or you're, or you're like, oh, this is not... I, I, I understand one part, but the other parts I don't understand. Yeah, the vibe is different uh-huh. or whatever. It's like sometimes it's great. Some of my best friends and all of this have come from online. But like, but we didn't know. We could have gotten on the microphones and it could have just been real bad. 
We could have liked each other and also not had any chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I wasn't going to be like, oh my God, Anthony's racist. Like, that wasn't going to happen. But like, <laughs> but it could have just not worked. And so we just did that as like, let's just see how it goes. Like, whatever. And so, like, when we were done, it was like, well, let's just put, the, let's just have this be the first episode. I love that. So here we are, four years later, still talking about the same shit. <laughs> Man, we're spinning our wheels, aren't we? <laughs> wow, four years. Well, thank you to anybody who listens to us. Thank you if anybody has listened to this fucking marathon episode. Yeah, if sure. you're still listening, you get your golden briefcase of your own. Exactly. It'll be a while before we can figure out how to actually get them made and shipped to you. The home version. Yeah. Like when people go on game shows and then they win the home version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you anybody who has subscribed or left a review or recommended us or anything like that. Yeah, all the kind, all you kind listeners who have wormed your ways into our hearts and the friends we've made, um, all our friends of the show and pals and, and filmmakers we've gotten to talk to and actresses we've gotten to talk to and y'all are so cool. Thanks a lot. Yeah. It brings a puce <laughs> color to my cheeks. Whatever that might be. <laughs> and we don't know if it's green or purple, but it might be one of the two. We'll be back next uh, next week. Yeah. Yes, we will. Sure. No more of these shenanigans, though, I'll tell you that. Uh. Well, thank you. Happy anniversary, Stacey. Happy anniversary, Anthony. Aww. Here's to... Oh, next week's episode. <laughs> oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next time for more. Ha, ha, ha.